Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by asweatlife.com. I'm Kristen Guile, the Chief Content Officer of A Sweat Life, and today we have a guest that we are super excited about. We've got Jess Sims. She is a Peloton instructor in New York City who teaches classes on the tread, on the floor, and on the bike. She brings her background in athletics and her leadership style to the Peloton community, but before that, She was an educator and a Teach for America alum who has taught a variety of grade levels and held many different administrative positions within schools, including the principal. In 2016, Jess left her master's degree and her career in education behind to pursue her first and obvious love, which is fitness. In fall of 2018, Jess joined the Peloton family, and she recently became a Reebok athlete and a dog mom two times over. Jess, how'd I do? Did I hit everything? Honestly, that was so perfect. And then the fact that you finished with the dogs, I mean, we're best friends, Kristen. I told the audience before when we were like soliciting questions for the podcast, I was like, guys, I'm going to ask Jess Sims to be my best friend. Super casual and cool. It's and official. It, it happened. Perfect. Well, uh, Jess, I used a lot of words to introduce you, but why don't you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, about your journey and what life is looking like for you right now? Wow. Okay. Well, I will give you a, an abbreviated version. If you want me to, you know, expand on anything, just let me know. But yeah, I, you hit on everything. And every time I hear my own bio, I'm like, was I, was that really accurate? Was it, have I done all those things? And then I look, I see now two dogs and I'm like, yeah, I think that's, I think they got it. So, uh, yeah, I am Jess Sims. I am from a city just North of Boston. I'm from Peabody, not Peabody. Um, and yeah, I'm the middle child. I have an older brother, younger sister. And I went, I played every sport growing up, um, from gymnastics or gymnastics is the only thing I haven't done, but figure skating to, uh, softball to lacrosse. And I got super serious about, uh, about basketball. And so I played it, uh, at the collegiate level at Trinity and I was a three-year captain there. I double majored in Hispanic studies and psychology And I just, there was a calling. My calling was for Teach for America. I wanted to go into um, under-resourced communities in the U.S. and um, put at least two years into education and in the classroom and then be a forever advocate. And so that's what I did. And I worked for Teach for America in between the summers as I was a fifth grade teacher, third grade, kinder, uh, operations director, assistant principal, and principal. Wow. I should have just said what you said because it was much easier. Yeah. And then I realized I had this, uh, this really big aha moment where I knew that I was supposed to be a teacher, but I was just in the wrong setting. And so that's why when people ask me right now, just you miss teaching. My answer is always no, because, well, I miss the kids and their families, but no, I don't miss teaching because I'm still teaching just something I'm much more passionate about. Uh, that's something that's been part of my identity from the youngest of ages. And so it is an honor and a privilege, um, to, be with the Peloton community specifically. Uh, I've been with them for just over two years and it's my adult team. It's my sport as an adult. And uh, it's, the, it's really filled the gap that has been missing for so long for me. Um, and so it's been, it's been an honor. When we asked our audience for questions that they wanted to ask you specifically, far and away, the most common, well, aside from tell us about dogs, was the, um, people asking you, you have a reputation. I don't know if you're aware. Um, a good reputation, a dog-loving reputation. Um, but people wanted us to ask you about that career switch from teaching education, uh, teaching kids, to teaching 
the grownups on the bike that goes nowhere. And sometimes they're kids too, with those family fun uh, workouts. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about like what made you take that leap from education to fitness and maybe any advice that you have for someone who's looking to make a career change. Yeah, I, that's definitely one of the most common questions I get all the time too. And it's, it's really cool to answer it because if you asked me back then, I would say, I don't know, like I'm living my life moving forward. And now that I'm older and it's like years removed, I'm like, okay, now I can connect the dots. I can see why I did those things and why the other things didn't work out for whatever reason. And so I love teaching. I was in it for six plus years. Like I said, by choice, I worked for Teach for America over the summer instead of taking the time off. Um, And I absolutely love teaching, but something was missing. Something was always missing. And I held many different roles. Like I said, fifth grade, third grade, kinder, operations director, assistant principal, and principal. And so every single role that I had, I was like, hmm, what, what am I missing? What's, what's, what's not there? And so now looking back, I realized that in every role, Kristen, I did something health and wellness related. When I was in Houston, Texas teaching, I, t- I coached two co-ed basketball teams. When I was um, a kindergarten teacher in Harlem, I lived for indoor recess because I taught my kids dance classes during recess because it was fun, you know, movement. And then when I was the assistant principal, I actually taught PE to the kindergartners. And when I came, um, when I came back, uh, both before and after, but I resumed at the middle school doing an advisory program that there was a different theme every day. So there was a try a new food Monday. There was, oh, Sienna Grace is making herself known. She agreed. She agreed. Yeah. She's like, I'm hungry. Y'all talking about food. Um, we, t- we talked about meditation. We brought yoga in. And so that was, and we, sh- we shrunk the school to have all the kids in groups, no bigger than 12 with one adult to kind of have that sense of community. And so I loved all of those things um, so much. And it, it all came to a head when I moved actually back to Lynn, Massachusetts, which is where my father was uh, born and raised and where I was born. And I had the, the dream job. I finally had that work-life balance. I say this because I don't actually believe it, quote. <laughs> but I thought that it uh, existed because I was leaving with the kids. I felt really good about, you know, everything that was going on, but I was still unhappy. Something was still missing. And my, my former boyfriend, my boyfriend at the time, he was in fitness and he, I saw how just much he was changing lives and how passionate he was and how much I loved his classes. And it was this synergy that I was like, this is what I think I'm meant to do. And so when I was telling him, I said, I got my master's degree. I can't leave education. My parents would think I've lost my mind. And he said, yeah, no, you you shouldn't leave, you know, teaching. You are a teacher. You're just in the wrong setting. And once he said that, that was like the permission to change fields. Um, and so then here comes the gritty part because a lot of people think that I just had this realization and boom, I was on camera with Peloton and that is not the case. It doesn't Uh, happen just like that. It does. Unfortunately, it does not happen just like that. Um, yeah, I started to do my research. I got, my NASM personal trainer certification always recommend that for anyone that's interested in wellness, just because it's a great, you know, general thing. Um, and then I started a fitness Instagram, you know, that is a way that's free advertisement. That's how you put yourself out there. That's how you show who you are and your expertise and all of that good stuff. 
I got a photo shoot done, which that was petrifying. I was not used to being in front of the camera. I'm very, I was very much so a person behind the scenes. And I started networking. I started to go to different boutique studios here in New York City to kind of find out what I would want to teach. And also being a student of the game, what instructors are doing really well and what is it that is making them do so well? Is it the music? Is it the programming? Is it their personality? Is it all of the above? And so I started to just really be even more unapologetically myself. And um, I found two studios that I loved and I ended up working at, at them both for two years and halfway through, uh, Peloton reached out to me to see if I wanted to audition. And I remember sitting down with Rebecca Kennedy and she told me all of the amazing things about Peloton. And I was just sitting on the other side of that table, like, this is incredible, but I know myself and I'm not there yet. And that was powerful because I think that being real with yourself, especially as you're making a career change and, you know, trying new things is very important because if I were to audition, then one, I don't know if I would have gotten the job. And two, I don't know if I would have been ready for the job. So, um, and the reason and ready is, is something that was subjective for me. Um, I wasn't ready to be on camera. I was barely even in my own groove of working out and I was an athlete. I didn't run track because for a reason I either needed to be chased or I needed to be chasing after a ball in order to get me to run. So I'm like running on camera for fun. Yeah, no, that's, that's not my idea of fun. Yeah. Don't count. Don't count me in for that. And so in that next year, everything happens for you, not to you. And in that next year, I started to, um, I got another gig where I got a little bit of on-camera experience and I thought, one, wow, I actually really like this. And two, just like when I left the classroom, I was very nervous about, you know, because I, I loved impacting the 25 students. But it's when I got out of the classroom, I didn't, I no longer just had 25 students. I had 25 teachers who each had 25 students. So leaving the boutique studios in New York City, yes, it's leaving those students in those classrooms, but then I get to zoom out and now we are global. So it's, this gorgeous, you know, vision that I had realized with Peloton. And then a year later, um, I reached back out to them and I said, listen, I'm ready. And Rebecca's like, why are you ready now? And I said, listen, I told her exactly what I just said to you. And she was like, let's do this. So I auditioned and thank goodness I got the job and here I am. The rest is history in the making. Uh, Yes. I love, um, the agency that you take in your own story and not letting the things happen to you and knowing yourself and knowing that you weren't quite ready at that moment, but really using that as an opportunity to take that next year to focus and like perfect your skills and hone your craft and all that. And then you had the power to reach out. That's so exciting. And I think that's something our listeners will connect with a lot. And I'm going to use that as a really sexy transition, as you might say. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. A transition into one of the questions that we ask everyone who comes on the podcast, and that is, tell us about a big goal you've had in the past. Why was it important to you, and how did you get there? Great question. So first and foremost, I would just like to say that the word goal I struggle with sometimes because um, I think that when you first hear the word goal, you think of something that you complete and it's done. And yes, it's great that it's measurable and all that. I highly believe in all of those things because how else will you know if you're making progress? But for me, goals are about loving the process and they're really big picture because it's all about rituals. It's all about the small things that end up being the big thing and just realizing that you're never done. So with that whole thing, that whole you know, yes, disclaimers out there. Um, a goal that I have had for a while that again, I still haven't completed, 
but I'm doing so much better, you know, at this exact moment than I have before is prioritizing myself, uh, self-care. I think that it's something that I used to think was my superpower of always putting others ahead of myself. I used to think that I was so cool for that. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I love, you know, sacrificing my own health and well-being for other people. And I don't find that sexy anymore. I don't, I don't at all. I think it's, it's, um, it's immature, uh, of myself to do that. And so my girl, Chelsea at Peloton, who teaches yoga and meditation, who has become one of my best friends, she says, drink as you pour. And specifically at Peloton and even before Peloton, I'm constantly pouring my physical body, my emotional, my spiritual, my mental, everything I'm constantly pouring out. So it's so important in order to keep pouring, in order to keep having something to pour, I need to drink. And so for me, that looks different on any given day. Um, Sometimes it looks like a Epsom salt bath and another day it looks like cuddling on the couch with my dogs and staring at the ceiling. Uh, But the question that has been very, my guiding question has been, what do I need right now? Um, Yeah. I think a lot of us are asking ourselves right now. I know that we've all and at least among my network and my friend group and the people I see, we have all hit our collective pandemic wall right about now. And I see you nodding in agreement. Um, and sometimes it's hard to like, not only ask yourself what you need, but to have the clarity and sense of self to know what you need. Uh, and I know one of the things that you and Peloton are so good at is fostering connection, even when we can't all be together in the same room. And you actually just finished up your speed date run series, um, which sounded so fun. I don't have a tread. So I was watching them later, like a complete weirdo. I love, I do it too. I love watching my friends' classes. Um, But I'd love to hear a little bit more in that sense, like how you and Peloton have been able to help members find community over the course of the last year and any creative ways of connecting that you found have really helped restore you or restore the members of the Peloton community. Yeah. I mean, so you, you just hit the nail on the head. The Peloton community is the foundation of Peloton and what makes it so unique and so special is the bonds that our members make with each other. And one of my favorite things is teaching the live class pre-pandemic and having, especially like my Saturday 60, it's the weekend. There are people from all over the country, all over the world that come in to not only meet me, but also to, they plan these little mini homecomings where they, they come in with a bunch of their friends, book out the whole studio and they go to brunch after they take the photos. That has been so awesome. And obviously something, Sienna, something that's missing. Um, and so the impetus behind the speed date run and speed date series is how do we create that connection inside and outside the classroom? And of course, with February being Valentine's Day, that was also a little fun play on that. And also the fact that I love doing the would you rathers and coming up with fun icebreakers. And so we want members, sure, romantically, if if that is a fit, great, but you don't have to be unattached to want to connect. Uh, There are so many people that have met their new BFFs uh, based off of, you know, Black Girl Magic or the You Get To Crew or Love Squad or Toon Day Strap. There's just so, people find, our members find a common ground, whether it's an instructor, whether it's an occupation, uh, whether it's a a love Love of of dogs. (laughs) Love of dogs. 
And they connect from that. And then not only is the connection so amazing, but then that connection keeps them working out. And if you work out consistently, you're going to be a happier, healthier person. So it's just this beautiful cycle of things, you know? How would you say you've worked to find connection over the last year at a time when you haven't been able to see probably many of your family, friends, or even fellow instructors in person? Yeah. So for me, um, this past year has honestly been about reconnection. I've had a very busy five years um, since I left. So just over four years um, since I left, you know, education. I worked seven days a week. I worked every morning, every night, except for one morning, one night. And I, it was full of sacrifices. And so my friends from college that are getting married or having kids and, um, a lot of them, I could just pick up the phone and, you know, pick up where we left off, but to have the reconnection has been really powerful for me because I've been able to FaceTime with my best friend from school and, you know, meet her baby via FaceTime that I never would have had the opportunity to otherwise, because I would have been too busy. Um, and the other huge reconnection has been with my, with my teammates from women, when I played basketball in college, we got together on zoom and I haven't seen them in years And so that has been such a cool reconnection that I wouldn't have had time otherwise to, or wouldn't have had the space to even say, huh, like I actually really miss my teammates because I'm so go, go, go. So for me, it's been a lot of uh, reconnection. Um, And my my little sister, she's a grown woman now. She's engaged and getting to, you know, chat with her and my sister-in-law and my brother. It's been a great time to reconnect with family and friends. Um, And then within, with, with, uh, the members, it's been beautiful with things like the speed date series, because there's the game show after the the run where I get to talk to three members and get to know them more. And I'm like, this is so cool because I'm not in a place. We all aren't really in a place right now to be meeting new people. So I get to meet new people via FaceTime on Instagram. So using social media has also been a great means of staying connected. I think you were meant to be a game show host in another career, another parallel life. I could see it for you. I'm just saying. I love banter so much. So that is like the ultimate compliment. Thank you, Kristen. Yes. Um, But what you were saying about reconnection, I think that also it seems to tie back into the goal that we talked about earlier about like making more time for yourself and, you know, prioritizing yourself. And that doesn't mean saying no to everyone in your life it means, you know, you know, shifting those balances and realizing how fulfilling reconnections can be. Um, and I'm, I'm happy for you. It sounds like you're in a great place right now and like you find a silver lining to the past or so. Yeah. I think something that I've been really, one of the mantras on my wall is amplify the positive. And it's, I love that phrase because it doesn't completely discredit the fact that there are negative things happening in the world, but choosing to see the positive and just put it above the negative. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something I've been trying to do in the past year. And yeah, it's, it's a work in progress. It's something that, you know, some days I'm better at than others, but it's something I'm always striving towards. On that note, what other kinds of lessons are you taking with you from 2020 into 2021 and beyond? I think, Hmm. Yeah, I'm not a big New Year's person. So when people said like, oh, it's New Year, new me, or new, I'm just like, oh, y'all, stop it. Like, it's just January, it's, 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 it's just, it's cyclical. Like, we're not, so choose any Arbitrary. day, choose, yeah. Um, but definitely something that 
I've talked to my, my friends quite a bit about is the lesson of taking off the pressure of timelines. I think that um, from an early age, we are told to do certain things, not do certain things, do it this at a certain time, or you shouldn't change your career at this. Sienna Grace. Sienna. Oh do gosh, I need to give you a doggy microphone to invite her officially? Pretty much. Um, yeah, it's, it's what happens when we're at home. Shiloh just needs to go upstairs and then Sienna will follow and she'll be out of here. But, um, yeah, no. So as I was so rudely interrupted by Sienna, timelines, the timeline, thank you so much. We, I like to say, stop shooting on yourself because shoulds are things that have been imposed on us as kids by our parents, not in a negative way, but just, you know, what our parents are, what our siblings, what the media tells us, what we should and shouldn't do. And even thinking about generational differences, our parents, or I can speak about my parents specifically, my father grew up in a generation where you choose one career and you stick with it no matter what. And yes, there's, you know, ways to climb the ladder. My father was a police officer and he finished his career as a sergeant, but he wouldn't have felt comfortable shifting his career if he was unhappy uh, at any point in time. And so I think that one thing that I try to tell young people is stop worrying about the timeline or things that have been imposed on you, because that's only going to cause you undue stress and anxiety. And it's going to take you away from what you're actually meant to do. And just know that you can shift. You should shift, even though I just said, stop saying should, um, based off of what you want and how you're feeling. And I do think one effect of this past year is that people have the time to reevaluate those timelines, right? We had a, a break in the cycle where you could really pause and reflect and, you know, consider everything that you're doing and whether it's worth your time, whether it's not worth it. And, you know, hopefully that's something that people can take going forward. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a silver lining too, is what I was telling my little sister. Cause she's also kind of, um, in, in transition ish or thinking about transition within her job, um, is take advantage of all the things that are now offered virtual. Uh, there are so many things that like just even seminars or workshops or little intro classes. If you have any, if you're just like, I don't really have a direction, try different things. You never know what might spark an interest. And then, the passion breeds those transferable skills that I always preach about in class is the reason why I was able to transition from teacher in the classroom to being a teacher at Peloton is because I had to work on explicit directions and working on building relationships with students and being organized and creating cohesive lesson plans and long-term plans. Those things bring me success in other areas. So focus not just necessarily on specificity, but working on skills that can translate in different ways. I know we are coming up towards the end of our time together, but we have a few questions from the audience that are quick hitters that I am going to ask you on the spot. Uh, from my coworker, Marie, who is also a dog lover, would you rather be able to see your dogs dance or hear them laugh? Hard hitting questions. Hear, hear them, them laugh. laugh. <laughs> I feel like they'll kind of dance anyway when they're yes. wiggling. <laughs> yes, and I think that Sienna's laugh would be very evil, so I would be very excited to hear hers. Uh, what wellness or fitness thing do you splurge on and what do you save on? I splurge on recovery because my father always taught me um, you only have one body and so take care of it. And one thing that I don't splurge on, um, right. ooh, that's a hard one. 
Something I don't splurge on in fitness. Something in your budget, something that you save on. Water. I drink tap water. <laughs> I don't know why, but that tickles me. <laughs> that, that's also very, yeah, I don't drink enough water, so maybe I should splurge on water bottles, but I, I tend to just drink tap water. <laughs> well, they say New York has the best tap water in the world. So Exactly. Uh, how do you have the lung capacity to yell at us for 60 minutes during a Saturday 60? Adrenaline. Adrenaline, and because I love y'all so much. That's how. Because I just... I get so much motivation from members uh, by seeing them show up week after week. Like I'll see someone and I'm like, damn, that's like the 17th Saturday 60 that I see them on. I'm like, let's go. And then it translates onto camera. All right. And before we close out, you've got 30 seconds to tell us anything you want about Sienna Grace and Shiloh without interruption. Go. Thank goodness they just left the room because I'm going to talk badly about them. Um, No, Shiloh is such a good, sweet little boy. And he's like really starting to come into his own, which is so adorable because he just started walking on a leash outside yesterday. So he's like fresh. He just came out of the womb. Um, And Sienna Grace, she will play hard to get, but I see her out of the corner of my eye. She'll go and get her toy and then run over and put it right in front of Shiloh's mouth and be fine. And then he goes, he bites at it. And then she starts growling. I'm like, you did that on purpose. You are, you're a naughty girl, Sienna Grace. And so it's really cute seeing their dynamic together. Well, I've loved watching them live together for what, like two days now. And I look forward to many more Sienna Grace and Shiloh Instagrams in the future. Jessim, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can we find you? Where can we take your classes? Give us your own personal plug for yourself. You're amazing, Kristen. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at jsimsfit, also on Twitter, jsimsfit, and Facebook, I'm jessims-peloton, and you can see me on the streets walking these two animals. Um, oh, and then, of course, you can take my Peloton classes, uh, One Peloton, and I teach a lot of them. So whether it's you got five minutes, I got stretches for that. Whether you've got 60 minutes, I have boot camps for that. I got you covered. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jess. Yeah, I'll sit, I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown. This was another episode of We Got Goals and a SweatLife.com production. Another thing that is better with friends. Thank you to Jess for being here. Thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing our audio and Ryan Barriuga for creating the video version of the podcast. And thank you to you our listener, for being a part of our community. 